And welcome back, everybody. Podcast number 18. Welcome to it. Big D here, Northwest Convergence Zone. It's good to be back. We had an exciting week. College football started. Pro football started. Fall is here. I mean, I don't know officially if it's here or not. I don't know what the actual date is, but the weather's definitely changing into the fall pattern. The fair is going, and uh, the Northwest is alive. Things are going good. And over to my right here is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy, the ladies call the big mound round of sound. That's Barkley. <laughs> big Joe, what's happening, my man? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Greetings and salutations from the man cave yes. in the city of dentistry, <laughs> Tacoma, Washington. Dentistry? Oh, isn't that it? Uh, I think you got dyslexic on that one. <laughs> Destiny would be that. Uh, Double D, how are you today? Doing pretty good. I just wondering, is that your new uh, radio voice you started out with? <laughs> That's my old radio voice. Yeah. Those are from the Austin Z days. <laughs> yeah, I was Austin Z on the radio. Never heard of him. Uh, of course not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't to. around. Well, I was around here for a little bit, but uh, mostly other places. And then, of course, Wonder Boy on the board. Wonder Boy, how's school going for you? It's long and boring. <laughs> I want to be in Kent. Where they don't have school. Yeah, the kids, teachers still on strike. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're privileged enough to have Craig back tonight. Craig, wave to the everybody. Hey, Craig's waving. Good. And uh, Craig couldn't be here last uh, last week. He had some uh, other arrangements to do. He's a busy man. He's, uh, he's the master of the board. So, yeah, Podcast 18, guys. We're rolling 18. into our uh, teen years. That's great. We're that heading is, towards We 21. can vote now. I'm waiting. <laughs> the the show twenty one will be the drinking show. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Boy He's will have to be to uh, be exited out of here. <laughs> well, I don't know if his uh, parents, if his one of his parents are here, can he drink under? Is that how it works uh, in Washington? It does work yeah, that way in yeah. Texas. That's I don't know about law. here. I'm not I think sure. you can. Right. It's a man cave law. As long as it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Mrs. Double D, she'd be all over that. Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, duh, last week I, uh, we had a little snoo uh, flaffle, uh, a playing up. a flu flu and a big blah blow. And uh, Double D, uh, we got some emails, and Double D had a little bit of a eh, kind of a hissy fit. A meltdown. A meltdown, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people were like, man, that was fake. Man. No, no. Double D, double D, uh, never seen that, but uh, freaking broke my phone, slammed the door. I did out. fix your phone. Well, you did. That was good. That was good but really why was... is there duct tape wrapped around it? Yeah, it's a... it was a black phone to start <laughs> it's with. It's like a not red silver. green. It's like a red green phone now. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just used uh, silver duct tape. You know. So are you all cool now? Did you go start your new podcast? Well, I tried it, but nobody would listen. <laughs> What what would you talk about on your brand new podcast? Well, I did some marketing research and uh, found out that nobody wanted to hear about, you know, how to set plum the, bobs, plum bobs, and setting the teeth on a saw blade, and <laughs> and you know the, the width of a, a curve cut, and uh, you know cross cut saws, and you know air ratchets. I'd be and, all up for the '99 Mustang repair episode. Yeah, you gonna do if you did some overhauling. <laughs> Overhauling, overhauling, yeah. yeah well. <laughs> Do some overhauling on the radio or on the on the podcast. We might be down with that. Yeah, but I think you have to video with that, and then you gotta 
we that's a whole another department. Uh, well, if you want to shoot the video and you need a '99 Mustang to be in the video, <laughs> I could provide that for you. Yeah, but see, the whole the whole idea about overhauling is that we steal it from you and you don't know it. You already know, so you're you're disqualified. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, so maybe one of you guys out here listening to this show, I might steal one of your cars. That's I got right. a '76 Ranchero that might need to be stolen and overhauled. <laughs> Double D's. I'd actually appreciate it if that was stolen. <laughs> so would I wife. would too. It's in my garage. <laughs> I'd have a garage to use stuff then. You know? All right. Well, so you're cool. Yeah. We love yeah. Double D. That's right. Yeah, and uh, he's an a, integral part of the uh, the show. Just had a bad day. Yeah, when he that's came all back, right. Though, we all did, have bad. He came back. When he yeah. came back, he did say, how come the door's locked? <laughs> I'm like, that's why I had to knock. <laughs> <laughs> What's the code word? That's, <laughs> man cave. So anyway, uh, the you know last episode we kind of touched on we sort of mentioned about this um, rock band thing that's sweeping the nation, going right. crazy. Craig was telling me they bought it for uh, their son, and uh, it was the Beatles rock band the that Beatles came out. Rock band and uh, it's been out for about two weeks. Been out for about two weeks now, and selling like hotcakes from what I understand. They have a really cool video on. Well, I saw it on Facebook. It's the advertisement where it's like these guys that look like the Beatles and they're walking across Abbey Road and right. it's uh, that's very cool. So, but we Those thought the guys with the bare feet. One of them. One of them had bare feet. Yeah, can you guess who that would be? Who is he supposed to In be? Beatles lore. I actually just he was the walrus. I just saw a glimpse. <laughs> okay, but, of it today. I'd, but in Beatles history, who was on <laughs> on the album of Abbey Road? Who <laughs> was the, the Beatles? only Beatles? Who was the only Beatle that was barefoot walking across Abbey Road? You have a 25% chance. Yeah, there's only four, <laughs> dude. Lay, lay, lay one on us. Uh, Who would be? Ringo. Oh! oh! <laughs> I thought he was going there. Oh, I thought he was going to do it. His no, lips were again. starting to form, try, and I thought, oh. Try again. Try again. He He's an integral part of the Beatles. <laughs> okay. No. Lennon. Oh, <laughs> wrong. Now you're down to two. You got a 50-50 shot here. 50, that's right. <laughs> Can you remember the other two? Oh, uh, that's going to be a hard one now. I've, the ones, he's a the sir. One, the one all the girls like the most. He's a sir. McCartney? Yay! Nah, it was Paul. Paul. Paul McCartney. So anyway, we we thought we'd delve into the whole 999 thing. Right, because there was a reason it came out. There was a reason they did this whole thing on 999. Mm-hmm. It wasn't coincidence. Right. And, and I think it's because if you turn it upside down, it's 666 and then <laughs> Satan was involved. Oh, I mean, well, if, my, if my Baptist upbringing and right. going to the Tacoma Baptist School for two years before being kicked out taught me anything, it's that Satan Six. is involved and he's trying to trick you <laughs> because he didn't want to be obvious with the 666, so he turned it upside <laughs> no, down no, no, to, no. To, to mess with your head, but behind the whole thing, it's all evil. Well, as Bart said, everyone knows all the best rock bands are associated with Satan. Of course. <laughs> Why else wouldn't you listen Everything's got to gotta be backwards, too. you got to back mask Yeah, back mask and everything. Oh, yeah, which they were really uh known for that oh sure yeah i was back man i i tried to play it backwards <laughs> yeah all i got was that? go to bed <laughs> go to bed go to bed <laughs> so joe you did some research what'd you find out on the big 999 the beatles because you're the beatle uh sir beetle a lot well yeah there's lot. there's you know reason why they did it on 9909 and uh the uh, interesting thing about it is there's so many nines in Beatles lore and, and, and in their history. And uh there were only four of them. Right. But if you doubled it and add one, that would be, be eight. nine 
No. <laughs> well, you got to remember what school I went well, to. You I know, remember like, very well. <laughs> on Revolution 9, which yes. is off the White Album, and uh, when that was played backwards, that was kind of part of the whole Paul is Dead uh because they intentionally put, put on they intentionally they, put something in it in the revolution number nine number nine and, and what you, did it say it's when you play number it backwards nine. and it's called back masking so yes. supposedly however you could play it back backwards which well back then it was records yeah but how'd you do that oh well number you put nine. okay you know where nine. you had uh number the nine. the shift the shifter that would nine. go from 33 number and a half to 45 nine. and then in the middle number you would stick it in the middle so that you had free play on your on your album. Oh, okay. You put the needle on the song and at starts, the end what, you and spin start spinning it backwards. You had to physically do it. Yes, you did. Okay, that Some, I never knew. Very few record players. There were a couple out that would actually play backwards, but for the most part, you had to do it yourself, and so it was an art. Okay, well, somewhere in this, in Revolution Number Nine, with uh, the repeated Number Nine, Number Nine, we play this backwards and. Supposedly it says, turn me on, dead man. He says, turn me on, dead man? Turn me on, dead man. So that was supposedly one of the clues that Paul was dead. Yes. And of course, as Chris Farley said, <laughs> that was a hoax, right? That was right? a hoax, right? <laughs> remember, do you remember, remember when uh, you were supposed to be dead? <laughs> that, that was a hoax, right? Uh, that's a great routine. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so... Um, the first one that uh, is uh, kind of cool in the whole number nine thing is John Lennon's birthday was on the 9th of October, uh, October 9th, 1940, and his son Sean was born on the same day, October same, act, 9th. Really? The same day, but oh. not in the same year. Well, that's uh, <laughs> a little later than 1940. Well, <laughs> I we hope, hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Well, also, uh, getting staying with the number nine theme, of course. Going back to John, he died on December 9th. Um, it, it was uh, December 8th locally in New here, York. Right. But we're in his hometown in Liverpool. Liverpool. It was actually a day ahead. So he, if he had been home. <laughs> right. He, and that's kind of stretching it. But that <laughs> that's is, right. But it, that's a number nine. It was, it was December 9th. It was December 9th somewhere. But so was it December 7th in Hawaii? Uh, right. I don't know. So then, Hawaii's yeah, not quite and that, that was far Pearl back. Harbor Day. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Can you read that? I don't know. I'm not sure where we're at here. Number three. Oh, number Trace three. Ombres. Okay. Uh, the Paul is dead theory says the day the car accident was November 9th, 1966. Paul McCartney uh, portrayed the conspiracy. Uh, theory with the cover of the title of the 1993 album Paul is Live. Paul is alive. Paul is alive. Yeah, so he spoofed it. So the uh, so the whole thing that he supposedly died was on on a day the ninth. Right. That, yeah, the, that and that's so, the what the line from uh, he blew his mind out in a car. Sure. Yeah. Was uh, related to that. Okay. The Beatles made their Ed Sullivan Show debut on February 9th, 1964. Holy cow! Yeah. Another nine. Well, also, the um, John, of course, that would be Lennon, told Rolling Stone magazine that nine was his lucky number. And also in an interview in 1980 with Rolling Stone, he said he had an unusual guitar hanging over his bed with the number nine next to it. 
and a dagger Yoko had given him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, thanks a lot, Yoko. And in 1980, he told Playboy that I lived in nine, I lived at Nine Castle Road. I was born on the 9th of October. It's just a number that follows me around. But numerolo- numero- numerologically, apparently I am number six or three or something, but it's all part of nine. Yes, it's all related. So it sounds like he was hanging out with Santana at that time. Yeah, and what? What? what so this unusual guitar was hanging on his ceiling. What was it there when he moved in? Or I don't know. What does he, that mean? Did he put it there or what? And what's up with the dagger hanging next to it? Why would jo- Why would Yoko give him a dagger? And why well, would you hang it above your bed if an earthquake hit? Where is it going to fall? Right on your con- head. You got to consider the source on that gift yeah, right there. You know. Geez. Okay, one of Lennon's first songs was "One After 909, which is a pretty cool song. I think that uh, that was kind of like a tribute to uh, uh, Carl Perkins. It's yeah, kind of a oh, Carl yeah. Perkins type song. Sure. Uh, he wrote it when he was nine. No. No, yeah, he wrote it when he was somewhere between 19 and 18, and, oh, speak of the devil, the band performed it early in their careers, and they recorded it in 1963, but didn't release it until 1970 on their last album, Let It Be, and then John also wrote the song Number Nine, uh, Number Nine Dream as a solo artist, and with the Beatles, wrote Revolution Number Nine, which we heard on the lead-in. Yeah, so the nine, the whole nine thing is, uh, like follows these guys yeah yeah and you you know there's got to be a little something because it's an it. upside down six it i'm can't, telling you <laughs> it can't all be coincidental so what number are we on over here double d's confused yeah i think i am we're, we're number two he's trace three <laughs> the second three <laughs> the second three <laughs> you shouldn't have me read these <laughs> yes what a, no we want you to be involved in That's the show right. so you don't have a meltdown welcome to back yeah well Okay, I'm gonna get mad again. <laughs> now he's gonna be mad because he has, he has to read. I have to do something. I can't now. believe this crap. Jeez. Yeah, out the door he yeah. goes. What a diva. One of Lennon's first no songs kidding. was one was one after nine oh nine. Is that what you just read? It's deja vu all over again. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Yogi. Skip to the so, next one. Well, that's number one. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, you're on number one. <laughs> you said number three. Number one. <laughs> You do number okay. three. Oh, people are shutting off their iPods all over America. <laughs> I'll apologize later. Okay. As a child, as a child, Lennon li- lived at nine uh, Newcastle Ro- Road in Liverpool. On the cover of his 1974 album Walls and Bridges, right. the art is a picture. On the <laughs> most art is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> On his, from age 11. I get that. Whatever. I, I read very good. There you go. <laughs> That's oh. All right. Next. Oh, okay, man. I'm taking the double D's out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's quick. Let's do this real quick. Okay, hit the highlights. All right, so the band's hometown of Liverpool is spelled with nine le- letters, so is Abbey Road and McCartney. Those are all 999, which is 666 upside down. I'm telling you, this is scaring me. It is. Me too. Brian Epstein, the Beatles' manager and a man sometimes referred to as the fifth Beatle for his contribution to their success. I thought that was their old drummer. Uh, Pete Best. Yeah. So he's the sixth Beatle now? (laughs) He got demoted. Yeah, there's all these Uh, extra Beatles now. He's the ninth Beatle. All right. He first heard the band. uh, This is Brian Epstein. First heard the band play at the Cavern Club on November 9th in 1961. 
The first day the Beatles played the Cavern Club was also a ninth, February 9th, 1961. That's uh, that's pretty freaky, really. If you want, you know, you get down to it. That's wild. And of course, last. But not least, and probably uh, the worst news yeah, you can yeah. have. <laughs> Wishing that this might not have happened. Uh, John and Yoko, they met on November 9th, Jeez. 1966. Oh, well, uh, that was a bad day right there. Right, I think we should mark that on our calendars as a death day. Yoko's out of the band. Okay, but. And so those are all the Beatles, uh, number nine. Uh, yeah, so. And I, why it was tied into Has nine, anybody nine. here played the Beatles rock band? Wonder not Boy? Me. No. No, not yet. Anybody you know have it? Besides Scotty? No. I know I know a few people who have it already and they say it's pretty killer, but um I don't know how you I don't know. I just don't see the Beatles as very rock band type. Thing. I I am with you on that. I, I have to see I haven't seen I it think, personally. I think you'd, you'd want some like like actual heavy metal or something to it. It just seems like it would fit well in like the easy to immediate to, you know, um, you know, whatever medium category, but it just, uh, like I say, I play guitar and I can play almost the entire Beatles catalog and I just have never found it really that challenging. I mean, not, not that it's not challenging, you know, there's some, there are some, like some solos and stuff, but they were the masters of like the three or four chords. Yeah. They were a pretty lyrical group. Yeah. Oh, Overall, I mean, brilliant. The time. Brilliant for when it they was, came out, they were the master of the, of the one, four, five chord progression combo. I mean, they basically patented that routine. Mm-hmm. And and for those of you who don't know what one, four, five is, it's it's all in a key. Anyway, it's it's musical jargon. That's a, that's that means a, Jack nothing. Look a, at Double D's that's eyes. A, that's a they fire, rolled back in his head. That's a firing order, isn't it? Double D. <laughs> one three five. No. <laughs> no. One, four, no, five, no those, aren't those aren't pistons. <laughs> no wonder my car is running so bad. <laughs> all right. Well, I got to go. Wait. Go let me just do one more uh, little last uh, number nine thing. Not related to the Beatles, but I picked this up on the old interweb, so I thought this was kind of cool. And of course, cool. you know it's true. Then. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Got to be okay. A baby was born at nine oh nine a.m. on nine nine oh nine to Chuck and Polly Berendez. Oh, yeah, their new son. That, are those po- Chuck and Polly? Chuck and Polly. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that a movie? <laughs> I think so. Uh, and uh, it was their third child, a little boy. Born in La Crosse, Wisconsin, his name was Henry Michael, and uh, when placed on the scale, he weighed guess how much? Nine pounds, nine ounces. Yes, unbelievable. That's right. You can't make this stuff up. No, no. no. It's all got to be real. It's all got to be real. Well, um, that's interesting because we go from birth, and now we're going to go into we're going to switch topics here real quick um, because I was thinking this week because uh, fall is here. And, you know, that's why they're releasing all of the new games and they're releasing the, the, uh, the new, like, the iPod Shuffle and all this new stuff. The movies suck right now. Like, the fall releases have not hit. Mm. It's a really dry time. But, you know, the leaves are changing. The fair's going. School's back in. And fall brings all kind of changes. And I was thinking about, um, for, for some reasons, Frank Sinatra came to mind with his, you know, song about the september of my years and all these different right. things and and i don't know i guess i was feeling melancholy but i saw this article about this funeral home down in california and i believe they're based in la and a lot of people are setting up their uh whatever their wake or their funerals or whatever in advance and it's all changing and back in the day you go to funerals all hymns 
Right. It was very kind of uh, Near, stayed. Nearer, my God, to the yeah, Amazing Grace, and and, yeah. uh, it, and it was very uh, you know conservative and kind of stayed and 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 sort of ritualistic. You know, uh, there would be a speaker. Well, that's all changing, and people can request these services to be like either a party or they can be a um, they can be like a memorial but the memorial is more of a uh, where they show a video of them and but the big thing that's going on is people are pre-picking their songs yes that's what i do yeah definitely. yeah so i was like Man, what would you want to have played at your funeral and i mean of course you never know when exactly you're going to die and lots of new music comes out but you know we've all been around the block a few times and we've heard lots of music in our life and music affects us in every way so i'm just going to lay it out there for you guys two or three or whatever four songs that you would absolutely right now at this point in your life want to have played at your funeral and chime in whenever you want i mean my, for me probably my number one song and I know uh, because I actually want my funeral to to you know, I don't care if they bury me, cremate me, or whatever. I really don't because I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want everybody to have a good time and remember the you know me for you know being I don't know I guess a you know laid back guy, a guy who uh, had a good time in life and and tried to you know um, entertain other people and so forth and. <clears throat> Of course, I love University of Texas football. So the number one song I gotta have played mm-hmm. is the <laughs> the marching band fight song from the University of Texas. Texas. Yeah, Imagine be good. that! Uh, uh, can you believe that? <laughs> That's what everybody's gonna be coming into. We'll make sure we play that for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're going first. I hear that. Yeah. That's what I'm catching yeah. from that comment right yeah. there. <laughs> my father-in-law planned my. Uh, father-in-law passed away a couple years ago and he wanted at his funeral to be played uh the theme off of rockford files (laughs) really (laughs) yeah i love i used to have that record did you yeah mike post was the uh was the author and the composer of that and i love that song so much i bought the 45 that's cool yeah how about you double d what about a song you yeah i've got one picked out it's actually I've had it picked out for a little, little less than a year now, and it's one piece at a time. One Johnny Cash. Time. Johnny Cash. Because is that how they're gonna? Is that how they're gonna cremate you? One piece at a time? No, it has to do with just borrowing things. <laughs> yeah. One piece at <laughs> a time. That is a great song. That's just has to do with my. He builds his whole car. Yes, I know. Yeah. I actually yeah. saw him sing that song live at the Puyallup Fair. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. but it's just because I've borrowed. Lots some, of stuff. Some parts. It wasn't a part, but it was something. When you were working at the Ford Motor Company, did you have a car that was a 69, 70, 71, 72, 73? <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not quite that old. But yeah, it would have been, you know, 80, yeah, 89, 80, 90, 90. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want mine definitely to be a wake type party, kind of similar to like a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Are we going to prop you up? <laughs> yeah. Put yeah, a stogie yeah, in you? Yeah, have a cigar that's going too, in my no, mouth. Oh, man. Yeah. You can't, no, that's too freaky, man. No, no. No, that's no. too weird. No, you can't start propping me up till everybody at the party is sufficiently juiced. And then oh, you can start man. doing Put that. Put a party hat on you? Yeah, yeah. Put a big dog I ears? I want to be part of the party. 
Yeah. Wow, I don't know. Yeah, man. but I'm not sure if we can drag you around. <laughs> well, just, I, just, I didn't say drag me. Just have me propped up. I didn't ask you to drag me around. Can we put your... Uh, <laughs> don't dump me in the ocean or anything. <laughs> Do we get to put your uh, tennis letterman's jacket on? <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be a little tight, but uh, you, can, you can take a try at that. But uh, yeah, I think I definitely have to go with uh, Ozark Mountain Daredevils. If you uh, want to get to heaven, you got to raise a little hell. Okay. For sure. That so would, that's the version you want? Because there's a few out there. Yeah, no, I like their version. Okay, it's good. the original. I have to yeah. go with that. I wouldn't want anything too morbid, but I would probably want a few ballad type songs. Some, yeah, like you know, what? Some, some Beatles, like in my life. That's no. one. Of, yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Beatles? Uh, Are you Beatles? sure? Yeah. But that would be, you know, after everybody's having a cigar and, and drinking some scotch or sure. whatever. Get, you know, get a little, uh, some, get some a little sentimental. Royal. Yeah, yeah. Where they're kind of in a relaxed stage. But more definitely up-tempo stuff. It'd have to be yeah. fun. I want everybody to have a good time. Well, one song that I've always liked and I think uh, that I have uh, felt that's always sort of, um, I don't know, uh, it's captured my attention and I, I think it just goes well with life is Time by Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. and also Wish You Were Here. I love both of those songs. They are a little bit on the uh, you know the softer side of things. So uh, same thing. I think maybe when, you, when they were doing some reflection moments, I would have that cranked. But um, I think the song that I would want everybody to leave with <laughs> is a song by Tanya Tucker, and it's called When I Die, I May Not Go to Heaven, because I don't know if they let the cowboys in. But if I don't, just let me go to Texas, because Texas is the closest I've ever been. You're right, and that's yeah. that's the one. I want. It's a cool song, and you know, by by the end of the song, there's a crowd that joins in, and they start screaming, and some guys getting a fight, and it just reminds me of home. Yeah. So that's good. Double D, you got another one. I think that's Wonder Boy. You that's my play request. Like, uh, some Metallica, like Enter uh, Sandman. I. I'd almost not even just want the song. I'd almost want a whole whole band, you know? Crazy Train, Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. A whole, It'd be cool, cool to actually have, I don't know. Who would you? Okay, if you <sighs> could pick, if you could get any band, let's just say uh, Money Was No Object and we could fly them in, like, you know, like those Sweet 16 Bar Mitzvah oh, crazy yeah. shows on MTV. Where they spend million, yeah, million like, dollars get, get for whatever. Yeah, like get amounts of cash on their stupid bratty kids. Yeah. But you're not a stupid <laughs> bratty kid. You're, sure. you're, you're a fine young adult. And your, your your father has tons of cash, and he's going to fly a band in. Who's it going to be? I almost want Skillet. I was going to, you know what? That was right on the tip of my tongue. Because they can they can rock, but they don't. They can also not. I mean, they can have slower songs too. So it's wait not a minute, like, we've got a Skillet in the kitchen. <laughs> That's right. You could bang it with a with a uh, with a spoon. I've been doing that for yeah. years. Yeah. Ever yeah. since we I was like, we could all sing along like a jug band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, really, that's pretty cool. That's I'm not cheap. gonna play I can the, do that. the uh, wash, wash, wash bucket. No, I'm not gonna play it. In, well, you'll be in dead. <laughs> yeah, you'll be playing a harp. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. But that is good. If you could hire a band, if I you mean, could bring a band in, and let's say any band uh, uh, down through history, Joe, I know what band you'd bring in. Jeez, <laughs> the Beatles. I, even... I know, but see, the bad thing is half of them are, would be with me. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, <laughs> Maybe by the time I go, you, you could be know, rocking with them. You could be rocking the mic with your angelic, angelic voice. <laughs> I would if I could, man. I Jeez, I would have, uh, I'd either have ZZ Top come in, uh, the, the little, little old band from Texas, or I would have, like, the ultimate would be I would put Pink Floyd reunited in, like, an arena and put all my friends in there and just have a, 
have my urn up there or have me suspended in a casket or whatever and then just let the boys blow your mind right right you know it wouldn't be that at the like the finale on the encore that your urn would lift up into the sky yeah, and it would blow be, up or something would that be like a total spinal tap moment or what <laughs> double d would you hire any band i probably not no okay well, uh, anyway, I was thinking about that, and I just thought, uh, you know, I just thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. People, you know, people are changing That's these days. That's definitely the directions. No, it's not, you know, you walk in, everybody sits there and stares at your casket <laughs> and heads to the... Uh, cemetery and no right. uh, that's not for me well let's do uh let's do this day in rock all right this day in rock history which would be september 20th 1970 and uh this involves uh the lizard king jim morrison yes well you know jim had some problems in public uh no. during some of his performances yeah, he would. Uh, he was pretty expressive, and uh, on this day, he was acquitted of lewd and lascivious. I like that word, lascivious. Is that when he was on stage naked? Yeah, no, not naked. Hanging out. No, see, the, the legend grows. You've yeah, stretched of it course. out. It was it was lewd and lascivious behavior, uh, but he was found guilty of exposing himself right. at a Florida concert. <laughs> A year and a half earlier. So he was acquitted of the lewd and lascivious behavior, right. but he got nailed for showing his... His wing-wang. <laughs> that's what... He uh, was opening the door. That's right. Right. <laughs> he was leaving nothing to the imagination. Double D, do you know who it was that uh, whipped it out and uh, pulled a whiz on the uh, Alamo? No. Got kicked oh, out of Texas. Man. Yeah, they banned him from Texas. Him. You don't I do that can, to the Alamo. I think he can come back. Although I don't know, I'm not. I'm not sure. But I think he's probably done his time. I but think he may have. You, yeah, you have no idea. I have what we're no talking idea. About. The Alamo is it's a shrine. Oh, that's it's a sacred. shrine, man. You can't. Hang. Okay. Well, do you, anybody know Wonder Boy? Really? Joe, tell him who it was. His wife is. His wife's name is Sharon. He has a daughter named Kelly. A son named Jack. Bit the head off of a bat. Osborne? No. Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy. Well, he said was... Sharon. I'm thinking Tate. <laughs> Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Yeah, it was Charlie Manson. Oh, yeah. Well, he wasn't married to her. Well, he I thought just, he was, maybe, in some sorry. weird, wacky way. Okay. So I don't Sharon know. Tate. I don't uh, know any of this stuff, okay? okay and I'm proving it. Yeah, you do. You know it. No, you know I know. It. I really know. We just don't. put you on the spot. All right. But anyhow, check this out. His sentence for the uh, public exposure. Six months hard labor. Whoa. Six months hard labor in Florida. So that must have meant he had to be on a chain gang. Oh. And 500 bucks. But the sentence was appealed. And uh, old Mr. Mojo Rising uh, dodged the uh, sentence because... Uh, before he could be uh, sentenced again, he died in Paris on July 3rd, 1971. Well, he got out of that one. Yeah, that's the way to dodge the yeah, uh, punishment. Double D, shoot, you could have taken a lesson from that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. Man, there's, yeah. a, there's a way to or get just, out of that uh, hard time. Or just fake your death. Community service <laughs> and all the other crap you had to go through. Yeah. And that's this day in rock history. Yeah, well, now let's look at some birthdays for this, oh, yeah. uh, this upcoming week. And... Um, Let's take a look at the people who are living right now. That's right. And uh, they want presents. Well, let's start. Well, let's start with the, the boss. 
The boss. Yeah, born in, on September 23rd in 1949. That'd be, that, cow, that'd man. be in Joyzy, right? That'd be in Joyzy. And uh, 59, 59, the boss, Bruce Springsteen, born this week. Also, and I, I just saw her, um, I don't know, about a year, year and a half ago, still rocking it with the short hair, but she can still she does. put a quarter in the jukebox right. and then let it rock all night. Born September 22nd, 1960. Joan Jett. So was Joan Jett with uh, Lita Ford? Was Lita Ford in the Runaways with her? Oh man, you know what? That is a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Oh. Yeah, because I thought that I thought that they were uh, involved in that together. Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up. I should know that. You're, uh, but and I apologize. That's we're, okay. Uh, and that's why, and we're live here. I'm not gonna cheat, and we're not gonna pause and do Google or anything. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, I think she was. That's I think right. that's where that whole if thing you know, came from. send us an email. And that stupid Leader Ford song with Ozzy used to freak me out. That, yeah. Uh, close my eyes thing. Right, right. Yeah. Well, but the most important, man, and this is the guy who, geez, back in the day, he was like the funniest thing going. I don't know whatever happened to him because uh, once he thought he became a serious actor, right. he, uh, he, he lost uh, it. He lost it, man. And then he tried to go back into comedy. He should have just. And it just didn't work. And then, I don't know, but. But hey, born September twenty first, nineteen fifty. Comes out of nowhere <laughs> to lead the pack. At Augusta, uh, he's on his final hole. One of the best movies he did of all time. He's about four hundred and fifty five yards away. He's gonna hit about a two iron, I think. <laughs> well, he got all of that. <laughs> The yes, crowd is did. standing on his feet here like at Augusta. Us. That's the way we did. Augusta crowd. <laughs> I don't think so. Going wild. Imaginary. For this young Cinderella. Did you know he imp- imp- improvised this whole thing? I, I, I believe this, yeah. they were, they weren't even, this wasn't even part of the movie. He was just standing off the set, goofing around, and they said, let's film this. Right. Oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just <laughs> on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Cinderella boy. Tears in his eyes, I guess. I he guess. Lines up this last <laughs> shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight. I mean, this the voice. You know, the whole slurring Cinderella and everything. Cinderella story out of nowhere. Carol now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hey, I'm fucked. Oh, How yeah. many times have you heard that oh, on man. the golf course? Huh? Bill Murray. <laughs> I mean, that's almost the main reason for playing golf is just to do Caddyshack stuff. And Bill Murray's going to be 58, man. Bill, he get needs it together, to man. Go back and Start comedy. doing some funny stuff. What I really loved was when he got divorced and his oh, wife came watch. out and she was Jeez. all freaked out. Ooh, he smokes pot, pot and he drinks. Drink. I'm like, honey. It's Bill Murray. <laughs> right. What do you, what? That's a shocker. And then I love the fact that he's so toasted in his golf cart that he runs it into everything. <laughs> right. He's been banned from a couple of golf courses and stuff. Would that be great? Now there, if uh, before my wake party to play around with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. With this, with this funny hat with, oh. the, with the golf ball swinging around on that it. Would, yeah. That would be a blast. Be well, those are the birthdays. So if you see them walking down the street, pat them on the back and say happy birthday. And especially Bill. Tell him to get his act together. Yes. Or he doesn't get a present. <laughs> All right, well, then we always have to go and cross over to the other side. <laughs> Join side. hands as we do the birthdays from beyond. And uh, light the candle. This guy, a legend, unbelievable. Go back and listen to his stuff. Um, 
and uh, the delivery and just just the way he did a song. Uh, missed, severely missed. September 23rd, 1930, Brother Ray Charles. Yes. Would have been 78 years old. Ray Charles was smooth. And, it, and uh, one of my favorite moments in the Blues Brother movie is when he starts jamming. Right, right. You know, and brings bro- the whole block together and, and they you, all start rocking. And you know, Brother Ray was almost uh, a native. He wasn't a native, but he was a, Washington- <laughs> he was a Washingtonian. He did, a his, he did his stuff down on Jackson Street back yeah. in the 40s. Uh, Quincy Jones. Yeah, he was tight with Quincy. Was his buddy. And he used to play out at the Ocean Shores Inn all wow. the time. You could go out and see... Ray Charles at the Ocean Shores. And what about his country days, man? I mean, that dude I crossed know, over. That was he killer. Did, yeah. His country album was great. Country, blues, soul. The guy had it all. Yeah, Jim was something. Well, and the next time you've uh, got your hand up the uh, rear end of a green frog and uh, you might be doing this voice. What? <laughs> do you do that often? Do you put your hand up the <laughs> rear end of a green frog? <laughs> yeah, well, um, at least once cause, a day. <laughs> yeah, because you can make some big money doing that. <laughs> Hello, and, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> and this, that's very good. <laughs> very good, because this is the guy that created him. Uh, September 24th, 1936, all the cool stuff. Oh, Jim yeah, Henson man, and the Muppet Muppets. Show. Freaking awesome. And so he, he basically made Sesame Street. Too. Oh, yeah. There was, and you, the, know. The, the, you know, when you were a kid watching, I really was too old for Sesame Street. I but wasn't. as you got older and you had your own kids, yeah. that's when Sesame Street was great to watch. No, it was I, like... Oh, no, I loved watching Sesame Him Street with my kids. and Frank Oz and all those guys that did them up. It's just incredible. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then, uh, you know, uh, with some sadness, I uh, wish he was still around, but I'm sure he's at peace and at rest, but uh, it was always hard to see him in the wheelchair, Superman, yes. uh, Christopher Reeve. Dang horse. Yeah, and uh, he was uh, born September 25th, 1952. He would have been 56. but And he was really holding out hope that, that some he, treatment would come down the pike and it never happened. And God bless his wife for really sticking it uh Sticking with him, not sticking it to him, but sticking yeah. with him. <laughs> she stayed with him to the end, and I, I admire her a lot for that, too. Yep. The, it couldn't have been easy. Well, great, great uh, Superman. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into I Did Not Know That. I did and, not. Uh, hey, our version this week on I Did Not Know That happens to take place. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Look Wait, what so, was you he did. talking to me? I think he was. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, no, I'm the DJ. I get to talk. What am I talking about? Go ahead. Talk now. I did not know that. It takes place in Canada. Our neighbors to the north, the Canucks, the uh, Hoseheads, the Hosers. No, just playing. I love, right. love the Canadians. That's right. Our allies. Absolutely. <laughs> One of our strongest allies. That's right. Thanks for sending down the 20 troops. We appreciate it. <laughs> and your one ship to observe. But hey, no, there's a lot of Canadians in Afghanistan, and they're really having a tough time. Uh, they're losing a lot of boys. Keep your A lot of men, a lot of women. And it's they, they've given a lot to this whole war on terror. And uh, God bless them. Yep. So, uh, well, you know, a couple episodes ago, we did uh, famous Washingtonians. Yes. And so I thought, that was well, when Braun was here. Yeah. And so I thought, well, we got to go north of the border and, and uh, check out some of the famous uh, Canadians, specifically up in the uh, beautiful province of British Columbia. British Columbia. And uh, I was surprised on some of these people. Now, number one, we start with Kim Cattrall from Sex in the City. She's Canadian, eh? Yeah, she's Canadian. Did I did not, not know that. that. And that was kind of a shocker. Now, get yeah. this. This one really surprised me. Uh, 
for all you Baywatch fans. Back oh, in the, there's lots of them. Back in the prime times. You're going to talk about Pam Anderson? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's from like she's, Victoria. Yeah, or? she's from up in BC. Yeah, I knew that. I, I did not know that. They're not too They're not too swift on that one. Thank God. They're it not was thrilled a, about it. Thank God it wasn't David Hasselhoff, huh, guys? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that you would have to say he's from there. Oh, man. And now this guy, come on, Back to the Future, the whole trilogy. I love this guy. I'm sorry to see him having problems. I hope that... Somehow, with, he was just on Rescue Me this season. I'm hoping that they can find a cure for what he's got, Parkinson's, and that he can get better. But yeah, Michael J. Fox. He's from BC. Yeah, he's from BC. Wow, I did not know that either. Yeah, I know yeah. he lives. Uh, I know he's from Canada, and he lives, I believe, over in the Toronto region or whatever. But nope, didn't know he's he from BC, British Columbia. Yeah, according to my wow. sources, and you know what those sources are, right? <laughs> Google. <laughs> And now this, I, I don't try that at home. By the way, don't be trying Google stuff on us. I think I kind of knew this, but uh, one of the greatest, and well, in my opinion, the greatest television lawyer of all time, because uh, I grew up on this guy, Ed William never, Shatner. He no, no, William Shat, no, 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 no. That's not even Boston wrong. Legal. No, yeah, yeah, that's a little later than in <laughs> my time. Crane. But uh, he never lost as Perry Mason, and it was uh, Raymond Burr. I didn't know Raymond Burr was Canadian. <laughs> That's why we call it. I did wow, not know that. Man, there's a book. I was at a. I was up in uh, Victoria not too long ago because my in-laws lived there, and I was walking through this bookstore, and there's a book called "You've Been Canucked," and it is all about stuff that we in America think use is ours. and we think is ours that actually is from Canada. I, think I saw that book. I, I I was really tempted to pick it up because it was fascinating. And um, it is amazing. A lot of the things that we think, oh yeah, that's that's right. Uh, that's true Americanism at its finest. It's Canadian. Well, this this guy is kind of an example of that. Is because everybody was saying, and you ask most people because they take a little pride in it. Where's this? Guy, you know, where's the guy from? Oh yeah, he's from Seattle. Well, uh, on a little show with Drew Carey where they did. Uh, uh, Talking about Styles. Yeah, Ryan Styles. He's Canadian. No, he's not from here. He lives in Bellingham. Yeah, but he is from Canada. Really? Richmond. So was Colin Mockery. Yeah. But so, uh, he wasn't from BC, but the Canadians are taking over. Yeah, yeah. So I always thought Ryan Styles. Run and hide, man. Forget Mexico. Canada's uh, coming down. Now this, now, this was a surprise, too, because I did not know this at all. But guy's a great basketball player for... Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Yes. He, oh, I knew he was from BC. He's like the native... He's from Victoria. Yeah, I didn't his, know that. And you know, his mom <clears throat> is uh, like a real down-to-earth lady in the community there. And everybody talks, oh, that's Steve's mom. And she's just like... Real just nice. Just real nice. And uh, talks about Stevie and all uh, well, he calls. Well, and, not to generalize, but... How did Stevie Nash up in Victoria get game to get into the NBA? I don't know, man, but uh, he he got it, and he's good. Yeah, that, he's he's uh, probably the greatest Canadian basketball player ever. Well, that's a shocker. Okay, and then this guy in one of my favorite Clint Eastwood movies of all times, uh, which there's a lot, but the outlaw Josie Wales, yes, the Indian Chief, Chief Dan George. <laughs> Really? Yeah. What was he from a tribe up there? Yeah. Well, He's a native. They, they well, actually, they call them, the first peoples. Yeah, the first nations. The first peoples. The first peoples. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird. You go up and you say uh, Native Americans, and they, they have all. no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. They're first nations. The first nations. Yeah. How many times you've been up to Canada, Double D? Oh, probably twenty times. Yeah. You meet any Canadians? <laughs> <laughs> 
I well, I I assume so. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and sir, what was the purpose of your visit? Yes. How long are you gonna be here? Were you going, Good. Uncle Franks? Yeah. What was that about? Well, I did get stopped at the border, but <laughs> were you doing asparagus runs? Well, I was trying to get a vehicle across the border into Alaska. Oh yeah, you told me about that. You were way, way up yeah. north. Yeah, I was heading from here. I drove all the way up to Alaska and got stopped at the border, and yeah, they wouldn't let me across. Well, did you know? Were you that towing it? No, they were driving it. Actually, oh. my car broke down halfway between U.S. and Alaska. Halfway into Canada, and so I just thought, well, fine, I'll just buy another vehicle, no big deal. I'll just leave my car here, buy another vehicle, <laughs> and continue on my way. So I bought this vehicle. Uncle Canuck wants his taxes. So I show up. No, it was the U.S. wanted their taxes. Oh, Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle Sam was even reaching into Canada. Yeah, because I pull got out to of your the, pocket. I got to the U.S. border and up in Alaska, and they said. Did you buy anything? And all of a sudden I went. <laughs> what I'm in. Yeah, this vehicle. And they said, well, do you have the you know paperwork and all this? And it needs to be bonded and everything. And I'm Bondo? Like, bonded. <laughs> oh, bonded. Oh, sorry. <laughs> thought maybe it was falling apart. <laughs> and uh, so I, it was a holiday weekend. I couldn't, I couldn't get a bond for three days. And the guy's like, well, you're not crossing the border until you get your bond Held captive in canada <laughs> yeah by an american that wouldn't let me into my own oh, country no, they're, they're coming back into america on the with the board they're worse they are they are brutal dude like, and this is come a, on i live here i know this they is in the middle care. of nowhere i mean this is yeah you're like up past dawson's creek and yeah. uh all that stuff i mean Heading towards the Northwest Territories, I believe. <laughs> eh? <laughs> and we Captain Canuck here. So we with sat the there, Mounties. We sat there for like Double four D. hours, <laughs> not knowing what to do, trying to call everybody, trying to get a bonding agency. We had to call them back to New York. It's you know five o'clock our time. It's bedtime for them. Did you see Ricky Julian and Bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, so anyway, enough of they that. finally let me in. Oh, well, good, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Uncle Sam has a long arm and sticky fingers. I've got one last. That's, okay. That's going to be a, a, a mind blower. Kind of a little bit of a shocker. Well, okay. Because this guy's part of kind of the new Brat Pack in the Hollywood scene. And uh, he's real hot with all his buds. And uh, he's made a few good ones, made a few clinkers so far. <laughs> yeah. Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Did you? I didn't there, know that. There is a. That whole Aptow production, they're Canadians. Al- almost all of those guys are Canadians. Yeah, they do some funny stuff. Though. Oh, they do some funny stuff. But the, if you look, um, I'm trying to remember if it was, um, what the man, one of the Seth Rogen movies that was kind of a clinker, and they're all they're all sitting around. It's him, Jonah Hill, and a bunch of the guys, and a couple of them have their shirts off, and two of them have Canadian leaf. Tattoos oh, on they? their arms, yeah. They're they're proudly Canadian, right? Yeah, and also, um, but he's from Vancouver. Yeah, he's he. Uh, uh, from what I uh, found out, he was there till he was like sixteen, then went Hollywood. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me, man. I mean, Hollywood, be, Vancouver is Hollywood of the North. Mm-hmm. 
of the Northwest. They've all moved up there, and they're pulling talent out of Canada like you wouldn't believe. So, yep. Well, that's cool. Thanks, well, that's Joe. It. The famous Canadians. That's for a lot this of stuff I didn't know right I there. I did not know that. Jeez. Well, let's uh, talk uh, up. I can relate. We have a question that has. Uh, we're trying. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. We're going to put it on. <laughs> we're going to put it on the website. All right. And that's probably why we haven't gotten any responses. But we have the I can relate right now going, and we're going to run it through the end of uh, this month. That would be uh, email us with your answers. Yeah, so that'd be the end of September. For the beautiful September. bumper sticker. We'll send you a bumper sticker and we'll autograph it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that doubled the value right there. Man, you can sell that on eBay for not even shipping. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to, I don't think you'd give it away. Look, don't get the bumper sticker and do identity theft out by signature, please, yeah, will you? No, Come on. Yeah, so we'll just sign it, Big Joe. <laughs> not that know. none of our listeners would do that. So, uh, okay, real quickly, roll through I Can Relate. Okay, it was Kiss. Yes. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. <laughs> Got it right. Did I get that right? You I know, because to me, I would like to party all night and be rocking and then rock into the next day, but I get confused. Or as Homer used to say, <laughs> I used to rock and roll all night, and then it was and every day, and then it was every other day, and then it was once a week, and now it's... Well, I hardly have any time to get funky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was Kiss. Yes. It was Cream. Yes. Crossroads. Crossroads. And it was Queen. Yes. We are the champions. We will rock you. So those three songs have a common thread. They have a common thread. Find it. Email us the Sincer. answer. If you're right, give you a bumper sticker. That's right. All right. Well, uh, real quick before we get out of here, I just want to say a um, we were talking about Canadians, and we earlier we were talking about funerals and stuff. Uh, dear, dear um, relative of my wife's, uh, Aunt Margaret passed away in a little town in Saskatchewan. And um, she was uh, she had lived a long life, and she was the last of uh, my wife's grandma's, gener- you know, that generation. It was her grandma's sister. And Aunt Margaret, you're going to be missed. She was a wonderful lady, uh, very special, and it's sad to see that generation go. They went through a lot of hard times, and, and they survived. And uh, so God bless you, and I, I hope you're in a much better place. So, Amen. Uh, with that, we are out of here. Show number 18. Guys, it's good to see you. Have a great week. You too. And we will catch you with show number 19 next week. You guys have a have a special one. That's right. Special. We leave you on a mellow note. I guess. What is this stuff? Oh. Coldplay. Holy cow, man. I was having like I thought I was gonna fall asleep for a second. <laughs> Respect the choice. I hope you're listening to this as you're going to bed. Respect Wonder Boy's choice. I see. A spider web is tangled up with me And 